You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. And we are here today in the studio, Mm. live, one place. And I'm excited about it. Me too. I am stoked that you are here, Blake. I'm grateful that you finally come back safely as well. We're... It was a journey. What is what was your journey like? I know you're in Finland, now you're in Australia. Yeah. How did you get here? First off, I want to say I'm very thankful for charcoal. Okay. Okay. You having some stomach issues? Bro. Or you were burning a, some wood? <laughs> it's, it's either one when both. people say charcoal. So I, I had the worst stomach cramps I've ever had five hours before I got on a plane in Helsinki. Really? I woke up. Felt like a donkey had kicked me in the stomach. <laughs> I ate some Hess burger. They call it Hessy there in Helsinki. It's like basically McDonald's mm-hmm. for Finland. So poor that's, choice. That's why. Yeah. That's Immediately why. had the had some Hessy. Mm-hmm. Uh, woke up five hours before I leave for my flight, pouring in sweat, stomach problems. I'm, I I go to the bathroom. I well, you know, let's just get say it done. The exit below and the exit. Up top, so vomiting and the other stuff. Yeah, right? okay. It's happening simultaneously. That's I was intense. Like just dying. And then I had to call my friend who was in the other room, and it was really awkward because I was soaked in sweat, didn't have any clothes on either, and he had to get me the charcoal. Two minutes later, I was okay. You're fine. It was, it was crazy. That's incredible. It was a miracle. It was very awkward and uncomfortable. We're a lot closer now, he and I. Uh, oh, okay. He's seen a side of me a That's lot of people cool. haven't. <laughs> and, but it's saved my – like, honestly, charcoal is like – Game changer. Mm. You got to get into the charcoal world. Yeah, I know charcoal. Activated charcoal. Activated charcoal has been a blessing in my life as well. Although, yeah, you know, you just just got to make sure you brush your teeth after you take it because it's always. Actually, I had a friend who would take charcoal every morning, and then I would just see all the black in their teeth. I didn't know what it was at the time. I'm like, what is wrong with this person? (laughs) But just got to make sure you brush them teeth after you get into the charcoal. Definitely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, where we actually discuss the merits of mustaches. Yeah, that's right. On and off the air. But specifically my mustache, because I have a mustache that's in an interesting place. I have facial hair that's in an interesting place, because <laughs> my facial hair is light, and even has tinges of some some orange in it at times because oh, my mom is pretty ginger, and so that 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 manifests in my facial hair. <laughs> and so at the moment, ginger. at the moment, I'm like clean shaved everywhere except I've got a bit of a mustache. Not a bit. That's it's a it's more a, than it's a, a bit. kind of a mustache going, but I get really mixed feedback. It's casting a fr- shadow from it's a mustache from both. Males and females, I get really mixed feedback in regard to how they feel about my mustache. Some people are like, ew, that's gross, get it away. Some people are like, that's super cool, keep it going. You know, so I, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the bit of a middle. I don't know, I like So it. this is really what we want to know. Texas at 0491064669. Mo mustache or no mo mustache? Let us know. Let's <laughs> Let us know. Hey, our first clue for the quiz today. The answer. Okay, I'll give you a clue. The answer is I preached about this in January in Gateway East Church. So if you were there, you'll know the answer as to the question, the clue, the the topic. What city am I? The first Melbourne. Clue. 
wrong. Oh. Uh, the first clue is Paul cast a demon out of a slave girl who was a fortune teller in this city. Ooh. If that's not clues enough, guys, zero four nine one zero six four six six. I don't want to say that you know over over like I know about this really well because I preached about it and I love this story. This is this is maybe. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. Okay. It's, it's about, really? it takes place in this city. 0491-064-669. And the prizes you can win for this week are the amazing Revive Cafe Cookbooks editions, not editions, volumes one and two. We'll give them to you for free. And that comes with the added bonus of getting to invite us over to cook for us. Which is a part of the prize. Yeah, so we will come to your house and spend time with you. You get to cook for us from these cookbooks. Wait, we wait want- hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You're saying we'll come, but you're cooking for us. Yes. I love it. That's a prize. I'm, I'm Absolutely, ready. it's a prize. That's a win-win. <laughs> Paul casts a demon out of a slave girl who was a fortune teller in this city. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I'm ready. I already know where we're going, and I'm excited because it's good and it's news, and I'm looking at you directly. Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna feel you right now. Uh-huh. Boom. I'm holding your arm uh-huh. right now. This is so cool. Like, I haven't seen you in, like, a month, it feels Dude, like. you've been away for ages. I know. It was too long. Trust Gallivanting. me. Gallivanting. You know what? And one thing I forgot about in Australia, mm-hmm. skaters. What about? Skeeters. Mosquitoes. Oh, um, oh, I was like, We call skateboarders? them skeeters. Skeeters okay. in the States. Okay, mosquitoes. Mozzies yeah, just that. awful. But- I just got out of the car this morning and got hit by like three mosquitoes. It's like five yeah. in the morning. Go to sleep. Dawn skates. and dusk. That's when they get you. They got, they got me. Dude, I, I think it's... There's no mosquitoes in Finland. Just reading the, the weather, though, as we were going through... Like, Adelaide's 41 degrees today, which is shout out Adelaide for enduring that. If you're from Adelaide experiencing the 41 degree heat, 0491-064-669. Simultaneously, why haven't we had any of those days in Newcastle? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been here. This is like, well, we just had one of the coldest Decembers. We just had amongst the coldest Januaries. And summer's coming to an end soon. We've only got like eight days less We've got five days of summer left, and we haven't had a single 40-degree day, I'm pretty sure. It's, maybe, been, a, it's been a weird Maybe summer. I've been away, and I'm wrong. Maybe there was a 40-degree day, but I'm pretty sure I haven't, haven't seen had. a 40-degree day this summer. It has been a real mild summer here in Newcastle, for Super sure. Super mild. Incredibly mild. Yeah, where, where did it go? Come on, son. Come back. Yeah. Zero, hey, let us know what Come you think. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, I got some news to talk about coming out of the U.S. and specifically in Seattle, oh, which is the yeah, northwest, the corner. northwest corner, Washington State. In Seattle, it's become the first U.S. city to ban discrimination based on caste after a vote by the city council. Now, let me explain what that means. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. So. Within Hindu culture, there's this thing called caste. It's spelt C-A-S-T-E. Yeah, but that's not in Seattle. Well, there's lots of Hindus in the United States. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and because this is actually... Let me let me explain a little bit what caste is. So, it's a five-tier pyramid hierarchy system. 
Okay. I've seen a lot of um, multi-level marketing stuff that I've almost gotten into yeah. mistakenly that looks like this. That looks like this. This is actually a pyramid of discrimination, oh. not of making money. So I, That's actually kind of the same thing now that I think about it. For sure. <laughs> now, the top of the caste system, you've got the Brahmins, which is the priestly and academic class. Then next, you've got the Kshatriyas, which is the rulers, administrators, and warriors. Next, you've got the Vaishyas, which is artisans, tradesmen, farmers, merchants. Underneath that, you've got Shudras, uh, which is manual laborers. And then under that, finally, you've got the Dalits, which are street cleaners and, you know, that, that kind of level. They live on the street. Kind now, of this hierarchy system exists within India, uh, you know, Nepal, Southeast Asia, these Hindu countries, and is very rigidly followed and is attached to your surname. So... Because, you know, generational poverty and generational wealth exists in those countries, depending on what your surname is, you will be identified as one of these classes. Wow. And particularly for people who are in the Dalit class. Mm. Who, Which one is that? The, with the very bottom. The bottom. Who come to the United States, they say that they still feel persecution within their culture, well, culture. Uh, amongst amongst their people there, there was a few stories that i was reading about people going to you know rent a house from a landlord and it all working out you know they're about to pay the deposit and then they hand them over the you know their details with their full name on it and they're like wait you're a dullet and then they'll just push them out you know they'll just say no you can't, you can't rent my house anymore like there's yeah just lots of cultural you know, discrimination based on culture happening within within that right. within that group of people. And so now a a US councilwoman, her name is Kashama Sawant, she has Is she a Dalit? Potentially. We don't know. She has stepped up and said that they need to ban this. Now I think this is particularly interesting because the class system from everything that I've read so far isn't related, although it's included within Hinduism and it's prevalent within Hindu countries, it's not based on Hindu tradition or theology. It's a cultural system that exists among Hindus that has just been created. It's existed for about 3,000 years, but it has been something that has, it's not tied to their belief or whatever. So this lady feels super comfortable. It's cross-religion. That's right. She feels super comfortable standing up and saying, we need to ban this in the United States because it's not right. It's not a part of our religion. It's a part of hin- like Hindu culture and, and our, the culture of India and Nepal, and we should, we should get rid of it. And if discrimination, basically they put in legislation, if discrimination happens based on this, then you'll be fined, you know. Right. You you can have legal action brought you'll, against you. You'll be you can discriminated be, you, against. You can, yeah, you can be litigated. So it's interesting, though. I think while this is good, I, again, I'm not a Hindu. I am not super familiar with all of this. But I've had for, a lot of Indian food. But from what I can see from the outside, I'm like, well, this is a good thing. They're, they're stopping discrimination. But my question is, and let us know, 0491 is this participating in a slippery slope of legislating culture, of Ooh. legislating cultural practice? Because as a Christian, there are some things that 
I hold very dear in terms of deep theological convictions that are unwavering and unchanging, principles that come directly from the Word of God, that people have considered cultural today and have tried to legislate and change. Interesting thought. And we're seeing that, well, on our very shores here in Australia, in Melbourne, in Victoria, you are not allowed to pray for certain types of... You're not allowed to pray certain types of prayers because it's seen as discriminatory. Now, I think the situation is a little bit different to what's happening amongst the Hindus. But, yeah, we're, we're seeing... This is interesting in uncharted waters. Wow. You know, uh, I don't think it's uncharted. I think throughout the history of the world, legislating religion has been a thing. But within the Western world, which was built on the principles of religious freedom, we're seeing this take place in all religions. But, again, it's, oh, yeah, this is just cultural. This is just discrimination. But then we say, oh, well, when it comes to my religion, is it? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson live from the studio with Shanna, producing it up like a storm in the studio, making it all happen behind the scenes. We are finally back together again in the studio uh, and... I'm in. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I actually do like this. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot warmer than Finland. Uh, it is. It's cozy. It's good times. I feel. I feel comfort being mm-hmm. here in the studio. Just the safety of like the womb of the studio mm-hmm. back home again. Absolutely. Together. Give us some clues. You're listening to the breakfast show here on Faith <laughs> FM, and our next clue is again, what city am I? This was a Roman colony and a leading city of Macedonia. Now, oh. when I preached about this, I actually preached about it in Gateway West down in Melbourne. Uh, when I preached about it, and it was in February, it was in the beginning of February. Oh, Febs. When I preached about the city, I was in a room and there was a bunch of Macedonians there. And I'm like, because basically what we see is that when they go to this city, this is when the gospel crosses from the Middle East from Asia to the West to Europe. This is this is the this is the time in which that takes place. And it's like this landmark event in the Bible. And it doesn't mention it here in the clues, so I'm going to mention it now. Oh. Paul actually receives a dream and is told to go to this city in Macedonia. So when they cross the Paul or Peter? Paul. Oh. Paul. He receives a dream and he's told to to go to this city. So we see that and We actually, if you read the book of Acts, you'll see that that doesn't happen very often. Like people receiving dreams and getting communicated to by God. But we see that this is an important moment in the history of the gospel and it's spreading throughout the world because for the first time it crosses into Europe. And for the next 2000 years until today, it becomes a European religion. But it was amazing when I was preaching it because I was I was telling them it's like yeah this is when the gospel first crossed into Europe and the Macedonians were the ones who were ready to receive it and all the Macedonians like yeah let's go like <laughs> they were hyped they were hyped I've one thing I found the the number one thing to never do to a Macedonian uh, yeah yeah is yeah. to call them Greek yeah call like, them Greek even worse Alexander, Alexander, Alexander the Great, Great is, is Greek. a Greek and they're yeah. like never. Yeah, yeah, that's how you. Uh, that's how if you're in Start a room an and you, if you're if you're in a room and you want to find Macedonians, 
Yeah. Just say the famous hey, Greek, the famous Greek Alexander the Great, and they will all rise up, Never. and and you will be all either told off or heavily persecuted, <laughs> depending on what you're doing. But hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, if you know what this city is, and you can go into the draw to win our amazing prizes, which is the Revive Cafe Cookbook One and Two. They probably have some Macedonian food in there. Potentially, Ooh, yeah. maybe something Macedonian adjacent. I can't. I can't say Macedonian, but maybe Mediterranean. Mediterranean. That's yeah. right. So zero four nine one zero six four six six nine for the Revive Cafe Cookbooks One and Two. I'm actually a little bit interested. Like, are Macedonians offended if they are connected to Mediterranean? Because they're right. No, on. no. Okay. So no, they're, it's, they're, just, they're, they're, it's just the Greeks. But they're like, we are the Mediterranean. <laughs> that's us like You're mediterranean like, we, we did that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no one else along the entire ocean there because it's a huge sea with like tons of countries on it but like no, that's right we're mediterranean mm-hmm. and uh i mean and they are like when i think of mediterranean i do think of macedonia and greece but i know they won't like that but Mm. I think of that. That's Mediterranean in my mind mm. when I think of that kind of food, which is delicious, by the way. Mm-hmm. What's not delicious is kind of the state of the world politics right now. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of stories, but I don't know if you knew this or not, but there was a quote-unquote secret meeting Oh, in Kiev. Uh-huh. The president went to Kiev secretly. I mean, it wasn't really that secret because they actually called up Moscow and was like, hey, just so you know. We're secretly going to Kiev. Don't bomb us. Mm-hmm. But while Biden walks in on the photo op, there's air sirens that are like bomb sirens. Bomb sirens. But then all the reporters are like, yeah, there haven't been any bombs for like six days here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just happened to be timed exactly when he's walking yeah, in. That's crazy. Uh, that would be in Russia's best interest not to bomb Joe Biden. Definitely. I love how they can do that because you'd feel like, oh, well, wouldn't you just take that opportunity? But if they bomb Joe Biden, like it's like Russia will get well the, then, because then it's not just the U.S. that'll be upset. It's the U.S. and all of NATO. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, it's interesting you say that because China, uh, the ambassador for or he's a diplomat. His name is uh, Wang Yi. He basically had a huge... Uh, meeting with the Munich Security Conference on Saturday. Uh, and he is saying, from a Chinese perspective, this warfare must not continue mm. and that they want uh, peace. And then he mm-hmm. says, some forces might not want to see peace talks materialize. They don't care about the life and death of Ukrainians nor the harm on Europe. They might have strategic goals which are larger than Ukraine itself. Now, this is interesting. This is coming from a Chinese diplomat. Mm-hmm. And to understand this a little bit more, I looked into this as well, too. Since the war, right, uh, China's relation with Korea economically has skyrocketed, okay? It's been going well? Yeah, crazy, like crazy well. So basically, China's trade with Russia hit a record high level of $190 billion in 2022, which is a 30% year-on-year rise. So... Essentially, let me put that in in simpler terms. China is benefiting significantly from liquid petroleum gas coming from Russia. Mm. So all all the gas that was going through the Nord Stream 2, we talked about that before, whether or not that was blown up 
secret thing or not. Mm-hmm. Who, who, we don't really know. That's just what some people are saying. But what really matters is that China, actually, now that I hear this story, maybe China did it <laughs> because they literally just had all of the LPG, all the liquid petroleum gas from Russia has now increased 30% year by year since mm. like for a while now. So if you go back all the way to 2015, it's just significantly gone up. And as soon as the trade sanctions happened with the West to Russia, China's just exponentially skyrocketed. Mm. Now, I guess the reason this is interesting is going back a few years uh, when Trump was in office, he literally was like telling the foreign policy of the United States, like it is a terrible idea to go to war with Russia because that will drive Russia into the loving arms of the Chinese government. And then we'll have to face both at the Mm. same time, which is so, so like from a strategic perspective, Mm. terrible idea. Well, that's exactly what is happening now. And all of this is taking place because of like this economic growth. So now the army of China and the army of Russia is growing closer. And now they're even, uh, as I've been reading here as well too, from an economic perspective, exports from China to Russia are at an all-time high as well too. So both from Russia going to China and China going to Russia. And now China is actually even supplying what they would call non-life-threatening supplies for Russia's war, right? Mm-hmm. But they're kind of, it's like a little gray area because they're sending drones, but in but like news drones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, drones can be used for all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and then they have been used as well too. So I'm actually just like, what are your thoughts, man? Like, Because you know a lot more about China than I do. Like, <laughs> you're always like, I mean, you are. You're like hanging out with Chinese people all the time, talking about from their perspective, like, I'm I'm interested. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. Like it kind of yeah. seems like I love what Wang Yi said. He basically is saying like there are people who want the war in Ukraine to continue, mm. and it's actually benefiting people in Europe and benefiting other parties at play. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that kind of is a true thought. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think. Well, I guess from a Chinese perspective, from all the Chinese people that I've spoken to personally. In in terms of the the war in Ukraine, but also Russia, they don't want Russia to invade the rest of the world. Yeah, like the 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 majority, the overwhelming majority. In fact, I think every single Chinese person I've ever talked to says, especially because they live here in Australia, and there are some who are not sympathetic to China. They they don't like the Chinese government. There are some that are, that are more sympathetic to China, but they. In terms of Hong Kong, Taiwan, that's a little bit more of a, a different story because, and basically, the Chinese government has always used that to leverage support from the people. It's like, well, if Hong Kong and Taiwan side with the West, then the West can put guns on our borders and control us. And so they right, use that as right. justification okay, interesting. to stir up sympathies towards the government if they were to invade Taiwan or capture Hong Kong, that kind of thing. But uh, outside of that, the Chinese people are not interested in seeing their country take over the world. Right. They're they're like, we love getting to live all over the world. We love all these people from all these different countries. We hope that everything is just peaceful. Yeah. So it's interesting. We're going to see this all play out and we don't know what's actually going to take place, but it's very interesting to see uh, the world unfolding like this. Mm. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. 
positively different. Yeah. <laughs> well, you well know we're happens. making plans. Eh? <laughs> we're, we're doing some. We're doing some car hot swaps, getting around. You know, that's, good times on the breakfast show with Blake and Lawson. It's because Blake and I are friends. And we are, and after uh, after the show, we do wild uh, adventures. We go, we go on adventures, we go like back and forth, like uh, transporting Blake's car. <laughs> multiple directions yay <laughs> yeah so we're just organizing that hey you're listening to the breakfast show we're gonna have another clue for the quiz here what city or not city am i this is where paul met lydia zero four nine one zero six four six six nine what is a meeting the that was. number to call or text lydia rich woman seller of purple absolutely burps mcgurps just Falling at the feet of Jesus and becoming a follower of him, praise God. But, you know, I, I love the fact that you know she just has this huge house and goes, hey, let's do church from here. Oikos, which is like the house in uh, Greek, like the, mm. the house church, which mm. is what we were talking about in Finland. The, Amazing. the Oikos house was pretty cool. I actually had a chance to, to preach there over the weekend in Finland. And I loved it. What's the prize? Of course, we've got our prize for this week. We're drawing on Friday, the Revive Cafe Cookbook 1 and 2. We have both volumes. We'll give it to you absolutely for free. You just have to answer these questions correctly and get in the draw. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. Thank you so much, Lawson. We are now joined on the phone with the legend, Morgan Vincent. Morgan, can you hear us? Hello, Blake. Hey, Lawson. Uh, hey, uh, Pastor Pastor Morgan, uh, it was a pleasure going to Finland, enjoying the time over there with the whole team, and just you know experiencing the whole mission trip. But it was it was a bit of a journey. I just want to talk to you. Like we've come back, we're both in Australia now. I wanted to recap and kind of just go over the whole mission trip over there and how your experience was. So, how was your trip back? Mm. Look, the trip back was it was pretty long. Um, if, if I'm being honest, it was. Look, I I I um, I slept quite a fair fair way um, on the way back, which is quite unusual. I don't usually sleep that much, so. But yeah, it was it was non-eventful. Um, non-eventful yeah, so, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming back, so just 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 lots of flying and sitting in airports and you know fun stuff like that. I, uh, for me, when the leg from, so Helsinki to London, London to Singapore, Singapore to Sydney, I almost missed my flight from Singapore to Sydney. I, I had to sprint from one terminal to the other because they had two different flights at the exact same time from Singapore to Sydney, and I picked the wrong one. And then last minute, I realized I am at the wrong terminal, and I sprinted back uh, the Singapore you know, Singapore airport's humongous, as you know, and barely jumped on the transit train just in time, got off that, sprinted all the way, and then the Singapore, the Singaporean, uh, I don't know what she was, actually, she just was wearing, like, a, like, a little uniform, and she was super angry at me, yelling at me when I was trying to get, she's like, you're holding up the entire airport, and I was like, okay, thanks for just putting that on my (laughs) shoulders, no big deal. (laughs) So it was pretty pretty full on, but we made it. We got back. Uh, were you tired when you got back? Because I was wrecked. Oh yeah. Well, the first like twelve hours was was okay, um, but man, like the following few days, oh man, I was just like the train hit me. 
Yeah. Honestly, yeah, was, I, I kind of feel rough. the same way. I, I'm, I feel like a train is running through me even currently right now. Cause I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> what time it is over there in Helsinki, but my body has fully acclimatized uh, over to Finland time. And now I'm back to Australian time. And my body's like, what's going on? I'm not sure what's happening here. So Morgan, I want to talk about as well too. There was basically 40 of us over there at Koivako. Yeah. What was the experience, you know, looking back on it, you know, give us a little recap of the, of the time over there. Hmm. Yeah, look, it was it was unreal. Like it was, um, you know, the thing that thing that got me time and time again was that, you know, these these forty young people, um, most of them didn't know each other. Most of them knew maybe one or two people, and so you know, you, you imagine that you take you know a bunch of young people that at the start of the trip didn't know each other. You know, within within like literally a couple of days, like yeah. they're just they're just getting on and they're working together and they're eating together and they're, they're living together. Like it's just it it was just so incredible to see the I, I guess the harmony within the group and the the joy within the group and the the excitement within the group um, and the support within the group. And so that was a really incredible thing to to witness. Um, you know, because there were different, you know, you know, little challenges and obstacles along the way. Um, and just they, everyone just kind of pulled in together and, and helped each other. And, um, you know, we, we were really able to get, um, a lot of, a lot of work done at Clovico. And so that was a real, um, a real win as well, um, for them to see like the before and after and think, Oh, wow. Like, you know, we as a team were able to 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 do this, and and God gave us the the strength and the skill to to do that. Um, then even as well from you know seeing seeing some people um, you know get involved with the you know church services over there, and it's like their first time preaching or their first time doing this or that, and you know there was a lot of um, for for a lot of them it was a trip of firsts. Um, you know, for, for many of them, it was their first mission trip. For many of them, they were learning skills for the first time or preaching or doing something in church for the first time. And so that that in and of itself was another, you know, just really incredible thing to to witness. Yeah, it was it was cool. We went to the church in uh, Mikkeli where there were three sermons, essentially, three, mm. uh, three preachers that final weekend. And it was cool to see those – because I'm pretty sure that was the first time any of them had preached before, but yeah. they were willing to share both their testimonies and the the word of God with an interpreter as well too. And it was a really cool experience to just recognize and see that young people are getting excited about testifying of mm. the, the power and the love of God through, through the sermon and through the word uh, shared with the congregation at church. And it's such a, such a wonderful thing to see young people get excited about that, that normally I would guess, I would venture to say as well, too many of them would not have those opportunities here in Australia in the same way. And so now, well, maybe those opportunities are there, but they didn't even know that they could do them. It's probably the better mm-hmm. way to say that. Yeah. So that was really cool to see the growth as well, too, from a physical perspective. So that's a spiritual, uh, you know, growth area that was really cool from a physical perspective on the work that was done at Koivico Health uh, healthy lifestyle center. What what was your thought about like what your expectations were when you arrived, and then as, as the work was finished there towards the end of that second week, beginning of the third week, you know, 
where where are you at with all of that? Like, were you satisfied with the work that was done, or did you want to get more done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, like going before going there, you know, I'd seen photos and and some videos of of the place and the buildings there, so I had some some kind of an idea, but it's never the same as until you see it. Um, and yeah, when, I think initially when you know, we were briefed by the team um, from Koivico of like, you know, these are the, the areas and spaces that, you know, need, need to be worked on and this is what needs to be done. Initially, it was pretty overwhelming because there was just so much work to do. And there still um, is. And really. exactly, there still is. Like we, 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 we're not even close. You know, our, our team wasn't even close to, to finishing, you know, everything there. And that wasn't our goal. Our goal wasn't to finish everything there. It was just to to do what we could to, to make some kind of a dent and, and tangible impact. And so, you know, I think that there was one particular space uh, in the main building on the top level. Um, that's completely different, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like 95% done. Um, that was really amazing to see. There were other areas, you know, in other buildings that, that, you know, received some major changes, um, not complete, but like, it's a real like, you know, move in the right direction. And so, yeah, I think overall, overall I and, and we as, as the other leaders were, were pretty happy with the progress that we were able to, to achieve there. Um, yeah. In, in the work we did. And a lot, most of the people who went were, it was unskilled labor. Like a lot of them had never done yeah, anything no. like that. No renovation experience, no real like manual labor experience in reality. And to just see, how quickly they caught on and, and the work ethic that was there. Sickness kind of, you know, went viral there for a little bit. Like everybody yeah. got sick. That was pretty awful. You you lost your voice there for a little while. It sounds like mine is kind of on a journey as well, <laughs> to be honest. Like my voice is doing some weird stuff lately. But I just think it's from being so tired and the the huge journey as well too. But the with all that being said, there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we are planning to have another mission trip in maybe August, late July, August, uh, even September, that kind of range this year. And we're looking for uh, tradies, like skilled laborers who want to just spend a few weeks over there in Finland in the summer, which is a lot. Look, I like Finland in the winter a lot, but I, I do think Finland in the summer is is a lot easier to work in. Like, you don't have to ice skate your way from one building to the other, (laughs) you know, you don't have to be dressed in a down parka just to go outside. So you don't freeze to death. And literally when I say freeze to death, it's actually very possible to freeze to death up there. Like that's a real thing. If you stayed out for too long. Yeah. So yeah. What would you like to say to some of our listeners who may be thinking, Hey, you know, I can, I can swing a hammer. I can uh, use a hatchet and I can uh, use a drill, you know, what would you say to those people who are maybe thinking, I want to do something mm. out of my comfort zone? <clears throat> sure, yeah. And that's the thing is there, there's still such a need there um, and, and great opportunity. You know, for 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 everyone who just went on this trip, um, you know, single-handedly, they would all say words to the same effect as it was life-changing um, for them. And so, you know, I, I think for those listening who, who either are, uh, are qualified tradies or unofficially qualified. They've just got, you know, a whole bunch of experiences and skills. Um, you know, I, I would say, yeah, like reach out to us, get in touch with us because 
you know, this this tradies trip um, is, is going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of the specifics of when. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you'll really be able to see tangible impacts um, and to hear the story of Koivico, like, We'll just it'll just send send shivers down your spine and give you goosebumps. Like it's just God is really working uh, in and through them. Uh, and so, yeah, I'd say just jump on board. Like it's a great time um, to to be over there. Right. Yeah. You know that was a cool thing to see the transformation, not only of the building, the renovations of the that place, but the purpose of the place as well too. Being an uh, like an old juvenile detention center and really some kind of horror stories that came out of that place, like some real terrible things that mm. took place now to see it transformed uh, through a metamorphosis really to something beautiful. That's changing people's lives for the better. Cause there's a lot of outreach that was done in Mikali, which is the town right, right next to Koivico, the healthy lifestyle center. And it was so great also to see, you know, the collaboration of that outreach with uh, the, the Oikos house as well too, in Helsinki, which is a, you know, like a, a, it's three hours away, but to to see the interconnection between, you know, the work that's being done in Helsinki uh, for spreading the gospel as well as the work in Mikkeli, like there's some really strong connections between Australia and Finland. And if you have Australian citizenship uh, with a passport, you're basically covered by Medicare just going over there. Like there's a huge connection between the two, mm-hmm. uh, the, between the two places. And, uh, Finland is very, very positive towards, uh, you know, Australians. Now, Finland is not what we thought it was going to be. We talked about a little bit of kind of an old world charm, but it's not as technologically advanced as we maybe thought, you know, a modern secularized country in Europe would be. What, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I guess going there, I thought, oh, you know, it's going to be, you know, all like the latest and greatest and, you know, really advanced in, in, in every, in everything. Um, and it, it, look, it's not to say it wasn't, um, I, I guess for me, it was just like, oh, wow. Like this is, this is kind of a unique and cool country. I mean, I've never been to a Scandinavian country or, or, or countries in, in Eastern Europe before. And so, you know, going, going to Finland, I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of, you know, it's, it's an insight into, you know, a country that um, is still—I I, I don't want to say old—but um, it's—it's kind of like it's—it's it's, yeah, as you said, it's still got that old world. It's still got that kind of, you know, kind of rustic or, or that kind of like a time you know, capsule almost. Like it yeah, had modern like, facilities, but it was sure. definitely more, you know, stuck, you know, almost a century ago in some ways. Like some of the buildings yeah. and things like that. Yeah, um, I think a big part was with with the occupation that Russia had. It really held them back there for a long time. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, overall, like your experience, it sounds like it was a good one. Uh, and yeah, look, overall, overall, yeah, had had a really, yeah, really great trip. Um, yeah, you know the, the the people that we met there and the experiences we had. Um, yeah, it was it was a really a really great time. Um, so yeah, loved it. Loved it. That's awesome. Pastor Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you do your work at the, uh, Avondale university church as well now. And so if people want to find you, they can go uh, there. You preach there quite often as well too. And so they can talk to you about some 
uh, more information about going to to Finland. But thank you for joining us on Faith FM this morning. It's been an absolute uh, blast coming back from Finland and having that time over there. I really enjoyed the time. And we look forward to more work uh, together over there. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.